I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc., all one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have an incredible actress, Madeline Arthur. She's worked for so long in this business, it's so cool to get to talk to her about getting in so young and thriving. You've seen her in Color Out of Space, The Magicians, The Family, and so many other amazing projects. It's so incredible what she's been able to pull off from such a young age and still maintaining it, and she's crushing it, and I'm so proud of her. Madeline, I got so much love for you. Here it is. Madeline Arthur, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm like, seeing you so visually, like with the matching background is just, it's elevated my game today. My energy, I'm, I'm not sponsored, but I'm drinking a, you know, very you know. unbrand energy company. <laughs> and your fashion is... Hear it. Is, is crushing the game, but I'm such a big fan of yours. And you have, you have such an amazing career of like, you know, establishing it so young, working with like icons like Tim Burton. And, you know, I think uh, Color Out of Space is like one of the most unique movies I've ever seen in my life. I think that was like just incredible. And then everything else you've been able to do with like X-Files and, you know, the family. I love Joan Allen. I've always been a big fan of hers. And I'm just really excited to talk to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've listened to some episodes of the show and I was so inspired. I was like, I just want to act. I love hearing everyone's stories. <laughs> That's amazing. That means so much to me. It's so cool. But let's hear your story. Where, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And then over the Is that last- where you are? That's where I am right now. I was in Atlanta before the pandemic hit. And then over the last several years, I've been in LA and New York. And then I came back here. This is where my family is here in Vancouver. Amazing. And talk to me. Uh, You know, I I read that you you were a gymnast, like, Mm -hmm. you know, your childhood. It didn't start out with acting, right? No. So I was really involved in gymnastics and I played the violin and I was really academic, but I also always took theater camps and loved them, was always trying 
different, different acting classes or theater camps and different kind of artistic things, art classes. My parents were really encouraging of like trying all sorts of different things. Are they artists? They aren't artists. No, they're not. So I was the first in the family, but my mom's really, really creative. Um, And then my, I had like, my grandpa was like a, and my uncle, like very good orators in the family. (laughs) Yeah. So there was this like, like he could recite Shakespeare kind of thing, just like off the cuff. So I was definitely like immersed in it, but no one was an actor in the film industry or anything like that. So it was a new thing for everyone. And I'm so curious, you know, maybe I've seen too many movies, but with the gymnast thing, I think that is just like, tell me if I'm wrong and I could be so wrong here, but like, I feel like that's like one of the few sports you can't casually do. You know, you, you do that one so intensely, you know, to get, because it just requires that, the, the practice and the discipline. It so, does. It does. I mean, I feel like gymnastics taught me so much about kind of discipline and work, work ethic. I was like six years old doing nine hours of training a week kind of thing. So you definitely learn wow. from like a young age, um, like about just going for it and committing to something. And I loved it so much. I did it until I was 16. Floor was my favorite event because I got to like, you know, there's a bit of a dance element and yeah. a element. And my floor routine for many years was Hall of the Mountain King. And I was extremely dramatic in it. Like there would be sometimes the same judges at different competitions. And like, they knew when that floor routine was coming because <laughs> <laughs> the actor in me really came out in my floor routine. Um, and then I, I still coached it actually all the way until the end of high school. I coached three wow. years. So that was a big part of my life for a really long time. That, um, I, you know, I'm so curious, maybe I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, and it was like basketball, soccer, you know, just the most <laughs> cliche conventional ones. That's so badass and cool. Like usually, <laughs> I don't know, like once again, movie style, I associate it with like Russians, you know, or, you know, like having parents that were in it. How did you get involved? Um, I like, again, I think I it started when I was maybe three-ish. It was the parent gymnast, like little gymnast class where your parents with you in the first class. Um, and I just loved it. And I also did ballet when I was that age. And then I kind of at like five was like made the choice to go into gymnastics because I just loved bars and beam and all of the events and just love. It is kind of a badass sport, I guess you could say in, in many ways. And I liked how you kind of got a mix of different sports in one, I guess you could say with like little dance elements. And it was, it was very, it's a very cool sport. Did the competitive edge, you know, of like, you know, I know this is so far down the line, but like the Olympics or things like that, was that ever on your mind? Maybe till the age of seven and no, not after that. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) You were like, I was like this in the sportsman like group. Um, I, when, when I was seven, it was kind of, uh, I had I had a gymnastics coach who, who came into the gym. They were a new coach in the gym, and they were like, "You don't have a gymnast body. We're putting you down hours." So that's a so tender age. Yeah, it's a bit of a cruel sport. Um, What's his name? You know, Let's I don't call think I'd him be out. here if I had like continued on. So I really did it, and I enjoyed it. And I think that's like honestly the best experience to have done it. It at a competitive level, but not at the level where it's like so high stress and so highly competitive that it was still enjoyable. Well, I actually feel like that's that's the better way because then you can enjoy it versus it being this thing that's like tormenting you for this 
seemingly unachievable goal, you know, totally. like, and, and time to do other things like doing violin and then taking acting classes and voice classes and doing all sorts of other things. It wasn't like taking up every other hour of my day besides school kind of thing. So I had time to explore other interests, which was fantastic. So talk to me about the segue into the arts and, and that includes music as well. You know, what, what came first for you, theater or violin? Um, I'd say both about the same time. I, I'm trying to think, that's a really good question. I started playing the violin when I was five and I probably took around my like first theater camp kind of at the age of six. But I had always, in terms of theater, I had loved it. I really enjoyed doing it. But I didn't until I was about 12 go, which now saying that still is very young. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like 12 going, okay, I think this is what I want to do. How do I go about doing that? And then violin was something that I definitely could have practiced more. I definitely slacked off a little bit with the violin. Um, but it was something that I always really loved. And every so often I pick it up again. Whenever I do pick it up, I'm like, why don't I play it more? I love yeah. playing it, but I, I just, I don't. And I always play the same song. I go back to like the boy Paganini over and over again. <laughs> That's so rad. I, I love that. I really wish I would have learned an instrument. I Never sort too of, late. I did piano and guitar. And then I just realized I, I wanted to be an actor. I didn't want to, you know, music <laughs> takes such, I mean, I'm not saying acting doesn't take discipline, but like the scales of just doing that and getting it wrong in the rage I would feel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have the patience for it, but uh, yeah, that's amazing. You did. Violin, the poor neighbors, when I do pick it up again, I'm like, I, I can play, but it's a little screechy at first. And then, and then we get past that. I'm sure they love <laughs> it. That's so cool. But so then talk to me from, from six to 12, before you had that activation moment, you know, what were you, were you doing musicals and plays in this, in this theater group? What were you doing? Uh, so I did, yeah, it was mostly, I was doing like theater camps. We did Oliver. I played Oliver Twist when I was like seven, but they, they were very like recreational theater camps that I absolutely loved. We did Peter Pan. Um, and then when I was 12, I read a book on theater and I just was so enthralled by it and wanted to know more and wanted to take more acting classes. So I went online and then we signed up for acting classes and I just completely fell in love with it and just wanted to take more and more and more and then knew that I that it was my dream to be an actor and was like trying to figure out how to realize that dream and like what were the next steps and my parents were so supportive and along for like every step of the ride and they still are and so we just kind of figured out how to do that and I was lucky to be in a city that had a lot of acting classes on offer and I did a lot of like Chekhov and Meisner and oh so you're doing the classics amazing yeah <laughs> I I like I when I was I was 14 15 when I was I had signed up for the summer acting class and it was canceled because not enough students registered and I found this other acting class online and I kind of got my way into it by being like, I, I had already done a guest star at that point. So I was like, yes, I know how to act. We can't and gloss we, over that. How did that happen? Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I skipped a little bit. Um, so I, my first role was when I was 14. I did an episode of this series called The Haunting Hour. Yeah. And that really, that was a moment that really showed me I can be an actor. And this is kind of how you can be an actor. I played this bully in the show. I still had braces. 
I met one of my best friends on that show and that just was like a big did you already have, like the world of filmmaking did you already have rep at this point before you were entering the classes I did I did I did have representation um and I how, how did you get that so young I mean that would that's amazing yeah, so I have been with one of my agents since I was 12. Um, she, I had been taking this acting class, and I think they had, she had seen a showcase of it or something, and that's how she found me um, that time. And I, I had had an agent kind of before that, but we didn't really, my family, we didn't really know what acting was. It was, like, super fun, like, went out for a commercial, but, like, had no concept of what it or filmmaking was at large um but then when I was 12 so I did um and then I had braces from the age of 12 so I like auditioned a lot and also probably didn't really know entirely how to act at that point (laughs) so it took a couple years to land anything um but then I did I did the haunting hour um and so yeah that was like the first TV thing that I did and then leading into like the classes and finding like Chekhov and Meisner classes um I all while in school you were doing this this? all while in high school all while in high school I was really lucky that I was able to like finish high school in school um my teachers were always so accommodating um but anyway I found I stumbled onto this acting class by fluke because another acting class had canceled and it ended up being the best thing ever because I think it shaped me into the actor that I am today because like you don't often find a lot of teachers that are teaching teenagers like Meisner and Chekhov yeah I mean especially in, in today's culture you know some would argue that technique is is very intense for people of a young age so that's amazing you responded to it I, I love Meisner as well you know what do you think uh, was it was it the teacher was it the discipline of, of the Meisner technique what was it a blend of the people you know like talk to me about what what made that class so special for you yeah I think it was all of the above I mean the teacher was amazing she really challenged me creatively and opened up my imagination and then the people in the class and then the technique itself it just it made me look I had never I didn't know that was a way you could look at acting because I had done so many classes not so many but I had done like you know audition technique and like scene study which are obviously all amazing but I didn't know there were like other ways that you could like access emotions and and kind of delve into a scene so that was just that kind of was a game changer. Um, and like that teacher was, was so good. She'd have us like take a poem and then have to make the poem into a scene, um, which was, you know, poetry can be very complex and not really look like a scene. So she really asked us to, to challenge ourselves and to like, to think outside the box. And do you feel like that's where, you know, a reoccurring theme on this podcast is, is finding your voice? Is that where you think you started to find it? Absolutely. Yes. I think that's definitely where I started to find it and just like fell in love with, we want to call it the craft of acting, like just fell in love with it and wanted to do it every waking hour of the day as, as much as I could. And, uh, that kind of, yeah, that feels like the true, true beginning of it all. I don't know. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, you know, obviously in 2021, the landscape has changed a lot, you know, acting as far as productions used to be pretty binary. It was mostly LA and a little New York, but now (laughs) that's completely changed. You know, I mean, if anything, those are, you know, Atlanta, Vancouver, Toronto, you know, like obscure towns in the UK, 
everywhere. Yeah, I know I filmed in Portugal. I, yeah. Everywhere. I, that's one of like the things that I love about being an actor is getting to travel and getting to see different parts of the world and meeting crews from all over the place and totally. meeting people from everywhere. That's such a gift. So when you were coming up, you know, what did the Vancouver landscape look like at that time? Well, Vancouver has always had a really prolific film industry and so many productions coming to to film in the city. So uh, like growing up in a city that did have a big film industry was obviously a very big plus and big eyes, like big eyes filmed in Vancouver. Tim and, Burton, Christopher yeah. Waltz, you know, yeah. you, you, <laughs> let's name drop, you know, Amy Adams. Yeah. It's a, so cool. Yeah. Was that, I know you did The Killing. Was that before Big Eyes or? The Killing was before Big Eyes. Um, The Killing, which was another like phenomenal experience. Jonathan Demme directed the episode. And that was like, you know, at the time I I didn't realize he had done Philadelphia or Science of the Lambs. And, you know, he's so brilliant and was so kind. I was literally on set for five hours and he came and he chatted with me and he talked with me and wanted to see how I looked at the scene, even in the audition. And he was just so kind and so passionate. And I kind of knew in that moment, I was like, this is a true artist. He was just so incredible and I'm forever grateful that I had those few hours and just like seeing how he cared so much even about my character who who came in for maybe like 20 seconds of screen time and he he was so so involved and kind that's amazing and I'm curious you know having those two you know respective guest star credits when you get something like an audition for Tim Burton are you pretty secure in your auditioning technique or do you still you know does that still freak you out like getting that kind of it's funny I'm like trying trying to look back because auditions can still freak me out sometimes Um, (laughs) but um I I specifically remember getting that audition I was at gymnastics and we were on break and I was looking at my phone about to eat my snack and I went oh my god I have an audition for a Tim Burton movie with Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz and like my mind just like I couldn't believe it and so I remember literally like jumping off the bench like reading that like going outside calling my mom and being mom please come pick me up I I can't stay at practice I have to go work on this audition it's tomorrow and so she did and so I already had a concept I'm a huge Tim Burton fan um I mean little known fact for three years literally before that I had Helena Bonham Carter, the Red Queen, as like my phone case. So it was very exciting to me. Wow, so um, cool. I knew right away it was huge, but I was just so grateful to audition for it. I mean, I was like, if this goes any further, that would be insane. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And then how did the audition go? So the audition went really well. And then I had a callback and I came in and again, it went well until I had to say mom and my, my dad's from the States and we listen, like, I never thought Canadians had a different accent, um, but apparently I was saying mum, which is a very Canadian or like, like M-U-M phonetically. Yeah. 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 And I had to say mom in the scene. And so the casting director, the camera guy, the reader, they were all like, okay, let's try it again. You got to say mom, like palm. And all three of them were helping me to get it right. And then I went and saw a dialect coach and, you know, it's never been an issue since. Um, But I was like, I don't think I got it. I I don't think I got it. And then I found out that I was the choice and 
I still pinch myself that I got that opportunity. I remember getting it. I remember like running around the block like a mad woman doing burpees. I mean, I just, it's like. Did you really meet with Tim before you got it or no? No, I didn't. So wow. I, I didn't meet with him until I had landed it. And I remember walking into his office for the first time and he had his some of his art in his office. And I just was like, so, so honored to, to be involved and like still am. <laughs> yeah. And this is the time where, you know, Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams were really on the takeoff. You know, what was it like to be involved in a project? I mean, obviously, of course, Tim Burton, but it's two of the biggest respective actor and actresses in the world. I mean, uh, surreal, totally surreal. Amy Adams is one of the actresses that I look up to so much. And even before working with her, I had watched The Fighter and I had seen Enchanted. And I thought to myself, that's the type of actor I want to be. I want to be able to play both those kinds of roles. And so to work with her and she really took me under her wing and was just so humble and kind. And that that experience, I just I look up to her as an actor, as an artist, as a human. And then same with Christoph Waltz. I mean, his breadth of work. It's just so phenomenal. And, and, and stepping onto set with literal geniuses, I was just trying to take everything yeah. in through osmosis and just, yeah, it's, if I could do a movie on Groundhog Day, I'd, I'd like to do that over and over again. It was very, very, very special. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine it. And what about Tim, you know, cause he's, he's such a visual director, you know, and there's mm-hmm. so, there's so much color in his movies, you know, what, what was it like? Cause like, a lot of that comes in post, you know? So what was it like filming something like that? I mean, filming with, with him, he is so, you can see his like genius working like constantly all the time. And then he's just so, so gentle and, um, and, and giving and, and big eyes was interesting because it didn't really have as many of like the visual effects that are often known for like, that he's like often known for with his movies. Um, but like, there's the classic, the scene in like the grocery store with the big eyes and, yeah. and, um, just, just getting to see his, his genius at work and then seeing how like kind and and wonderful he is to to work with and like seeing and then Bruno Del Bonnell was the cinematographer who he's collaborated with before and seeing them work together and seeing how how the visuals come come together was it's like the biggest master class it was incredible I can only imagine and then especially you know having such a titanic credit like that at this point you know in in, in Madeline's mind are you, are you thinking about I got to get USA rep, you know, like, was that the next step for you? It, it was, it actually, um, literally like 30 minutes after I signed, um, the contract for that, I was contacted by my agency who I'm still with now. <laughs> so with Gersh, um, the best. so, uh, yes, that was definitely the next step. And then right after that, I started making trips to LA and I mean, I'm forever grateful to that movie in, in so many ways. And it just, yeah, it really opened up a lot of horizons and I learned so much from it and yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Is that what led to the family? Cause that was what was next for you, right? Yeah. So I had done some like more like recurring guest stars and, and, and things. And then I was uh, had the good fortune to land the family shortly after Big Eyes came out. And that was such a cool experience. I remember like reading the pilot script and like reading it again right away because I yeah. just 
couldn't get enough of it. And then um, this was a case of, you know, sometimes if you can make your audition stand out in any way, which is sometimes a lot easier said than done, I decided to put... Um, I got to play a younger version of a character. So Allison I, Pill, you know, Allison yeah, Pill, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, love her so much. I got, I, I put the older version on tape as well, even though I knew I wasn't going to play the older version. Um, and I don't know if that helped or not, but anyways, trying to take a risk where I could. Um, and that happened right after high school. And that was like the decision not to go to the university, even though I got into a lot of schools and things, but my dream is to be an actor yeah. and believe in the university of the universe. And I can, I'm always taking courses and learning outside of acting and maybe university will be in the future still. Um, but yeah, I went straight on to the family and we filmed there in New York, which was like, felt like university or like a college experience in itself because being in New York for six months, yeah. I saw 18 plays. I, you know, had a random membership to the New York Botanical Garden. And uh -huh. like, oh. I'm live from New York right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I still have never been there. I just like someone story that today. And I was like, is that place good to go? So now, now I have to go. Garden? I loved yeah. it. I, it was great. I, yeah, I enjoyed going there. <laughs> um, so yeah. And I saw so many plays, which was like a huge education in itself. Just going to the theater whenever I could, um, is that something that's an imperative to you one day to do Broadway? Oh, that would be a dream. Absolutely. I like you mentioned Alison Pill earlier and I love how she does theater and she does film and she's just I saw her do a read of The Night of the Iguana at like the Pasadena Playhouse years ago and she's just so good. I love what she does. Um, I love the Pasadena Playhouse. It's such an incredible theater. I, I really hope they're doing okay throughout I all this. Know. Yeah. But yeah. uh I mean talk to me, you know, when you do you know, a network, meaning like in the, the classical sense and ABC, you know, NBC, did mm -hmm. the, the way you perform from obviously a Tim Burton movie is so different than you did on the network drama. Do you feel like from all the classes that you had, you were, you were prepared for that kind of shift a little bit in style, you know? It's, it's interesting you say that actually, because I remember when we were filming it, we kind of, at least my understanding wasn't how I looked at it. We weren't really looking at it as a network drama. It kind of felt more Netflix. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but ne Netflix was only kind of, was only a, like seven years ago now, five, six years ago, but it was 2013 still, was like, yeah, when they, yeah, it was, not yeah, Netflix, it was yeah. today, today, but we were still kind of like looking at it as this kind of more like Netflixy type show. So it like in terms of the acting. So I didn't really look at it as like, trying to act in any different way other than like telling the truth. And we were like taking time with scenes kind of thing. So I didn't really experience that. I mean, in terms of like, you know, speed of, of, of shooting things. Well, that's probably why it turned out so well, you know, I mean, I, I know everyone was devastated when it got, it didn't get picked up for another yeah. one. What did, when you signed that contract, did you, you know, obviously I know these networks prepare for everything to possibly take off. Did you think you were you were signing some years away? You know, was that a tough decision for you? I mean, no, it wasn't that tough a decision. I loved the script. Joan Allen is an icon and such a talented actress. And um, everyone involved with it was great. And so I, I was just so happy to be a part of the show. Um, and I didn't, I mean, you never know. I think everyone, you know, 
I think we all thought it might go a little longer than, than one season. And we're obviously disappointed to only have the one, but I didn't feel like I was signing away this like huge, huge chunk of chunk of my life or anything. And yeah. as I say, I really liked the story. So I was looking forward to it. That's amazing. And how was it working with Joan? You know, like she doesn't get the credit she deserves. She's, she's as good as Meryl, man. She's so great. Oh you know? yeah. She's phenomenal. She's like, yeah, she's a force. She yeah. is, of course, and I liken to it, liken it to like all the wonderful actors that that I've worked with, like Joan. It's kind of this come like here comes my violin anecdote. Um, it's like when you have like a first violinist who's so good, and then you have all the other violinists, and when they play so well, it kind of elevates everyone else. And she's just like again an experience of just trying to to learn from what whatever she had had to offer because she's so yeah, she's just so powerful. She's so incredible. So, you know, when you do the show and it ends up not going, sadly, to another season, obviously you have to get a visa to work in the States and you had one of those. Where well, my mom's actually from the States, so I didn't, I did oh, not so have you, to you, you, Oh, you're a dual citizen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so badass. So then talk <laughs> so to me. I'm from London, so I've, I've left out in the, in the... Do you have three passports then? I do, yes. Dude, oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna never stop working. We need to give you some BBC <laughs> dramas. Uh, I know I have a British agent now, so we'll see. That would be a dream. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm trying to get on that radar now. That's awesome. Right. So, talk to me then. Once that show ends, where was your head at? Did, were you like, I want to stay in New York and I want to audition. I want to I want to go to LA and audition for some some movies again. I want to go home and be with my family. You know what? Where was your head at? Because you just worked for a really steady, um, you know, it's so rare to get to work that consistently. I know. Um, well, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up. So I, I love New York. I would love to go and live in New York again one day. I kind of went to L.A. after that. And it was actually, you know, I was so lucky to have the the wonderful experience of the family. And then once it got canceled, that was a slow period for me. And it was about a year and a half before I kind of picked up anything again. And that was the time of like, Oh, maybe should I go take a couple courses in university or, and I was like, no, I want to be an actor. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick with it. And then it was kind of like the um, age old thing of like, when you book a trip or something, you end up getting a role. So my yeah. friend and I, we wanted to do a summer drama program in London. So we went and we applied we did Rada. How did you yeah. know? <laughs> it's what you do, dude. <laughs> it's what you do, right? Everyone. Yeah. It's like, yeah. where should we go? So yeah. we went for Rada, and they ended up going, and I was really lucky because I ended up landing a role. And that summer, I did the first Tall the Boys, and I did The Magicians. Um, so it kind of, it worked out because it was that thing of, yeah, that's funny. It's Rada. <laughs> that's so funny. That's amazing. I love that. Did you even make it to London or no? So I was really lucky the way that the shooting worked out that as soon as they finished the program at RADA, I went and joined them in Paris and we did like Paris, Berlin, Amsterdam. We did a little European vacation. Amazing. Um, How was that? All about RADA and like they had learned this cool movement exercise and I was like, ah, oh, teach me your ways. That's so cool. <laughs> that's so rad. I love that. And that's amazing. And, and you also did the X-Files, right? Yeah, that was really cool, like being a part of such a legendary show. Because it came back, right, for like one reunion season or was it, it was, it was a, it was like 10 years or something. Yeah, yeah. it was a time jump um, later down the line and I came in for a couple of episodes and that was, 
that was a lot of fun. Um, my, a friend and I actually, we had auditioned together all the time and we finally got to work together on the show and we were fighting in blood and there was a monster and it was very cool. And it was very much like a movie magic moment where like someone's in the monster costume and you're fighting them. And it was very fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Well, then, you know, uh, you did the, the speaking of Netflix to all the boys I, lo- I love before. What was that? You know, cause that was one that they put on and then it just, it just, I mean, it just went insane, you know, like that movie and the kissing booth were like, I mean, they just exploded out of Netflix. Yeah. How was that experience for you? It was like getting best. it. And I mean, I'm not trying to minimize it, but like, you probably didn't know it was going to be as big as it was while you're no, doing it. I mean, yeah. You know, you yeah. never know if you put in your best effort and you hope that people love it and enjoy it. So then yeah, when people do embrace it the way that they did, it was just like, extraordinary. And then, yeah, we only thought we were doing one. So to go back and do movie two and movie three and get to explore the characters more and work with everyone some more and act together. It was just like, I, it was a dream. I, I still, when I think about like the fact that it was like a trilogy is kind of insane to me. Um, but it really felt almost when we did two and three, like a season of a TV series because we filmed them back to back with about a month in between the two. Oh, wow. Um, and that was like, that was so cool to get to revisit characters that you thought you had kind of said goodbye to and then got to say hello and like explore them even more than we had in the first movie alone. So Yeah, amazing. Well, I got it. Speaking of monsters, like color out of space. Talk to me how that film came your way and just like getting the script in like, you know, so much of that film is just, it's so cerebral, intense, wild, <laughs> bizarre, and all the right and crazy ways. Talk to me about that experience. Oh, that was, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, it's such a, it's a wild ride. And as an actor, that was so exciting to me to get to like track the journey of, of Lavinia and see her go from like... Did you read the short stories? Yeah, I had read um, the H.P. Lovecraft short story um, and just just seeing that emotional journey. It's an emotional roller coaster and working with Nick Cage and and Jolie Richardson. How was that? I mean, Nick Cage, talk about an actor who commits. How was yeah. that experience? <laughs> it was a hoot. He is so much fun to work with. He is the consummate professional. He makes the wildest choices. I that, lo- that car scene is incredible. Funny. It's on my story right now. <laughs> it's like, it's literally the best experience he he like challenges you challenges you to think of new things and you're just you're trying to keep up with him because he's so, he's so brilliant like yeah. he's so great he loves he's acting you know like, oh, he's so passionate he's like the biggest cinephile um it was it was so cool to get to work with him and play his daughter and then like Jolie Richardson is so down to earth another actress who's so amazing you know i love like, her work it, it was it was such a yeah, it was such a wonderful experience. And we filmed in Portugal, which uh, oh, was wow. magical to, to film over I would have get, what, what, was there a reason? <laughs> was there like a rebate or? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think it, it you know, it had, uh, it, yeah, it was a good place to film. And um, and it, it worked out. Um, we had the most incredible house there to, to film at for most of the scenes. And like the Portu- like the crew in Portugal was phenomenal. And it was this town called Sintra, which is known as like the mountain of the moon. Yeah. 
Um, and so it definitely felt very like appropriate and apropos for like color out of space. There was like this mystical quality already in the town that kind of felt like it seeped into the movie. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, when you, when you read that script, so much of that literally comes in, in post and, and color. And, you know, did you, did you have an idea of what, what the, it was going for? You know, like, did, cause I feel like I would read that script. And I'd be like, I don't get it. You know, yeah, it definitely took a couple of yeah. to like think in because there are so many different elements and different things happening. But there were actually a lot of practical practical effects as well, like Jolie and when Julian Hilliard when they're spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, there's a moment where they're like fused together. Um, that was like there were effects added to that, but there were that was also a practical effect. Like they, it was terrifying in real life and in real time as well. So there were a lot of things that we actually could react to as actors, which was was really great just to like ground it. Yeah, that's amazing. And then when you came back from that, where did you go from there? Like from there, I landed. Um, I I had. What did I, as soon as I finished that, I did an episode of this series called Chad, which actually is airing. The TBS show, right? Yeah, the TBS show comes out tonight, um, which was so much fun. Nassim Padrad, she's hilarious and, you know, an SNL alum. And that was so cool to be with all these like amazing people in comedy um, and like learning from them and improvising with them and going, they're just so hilarious and so good. Uh, It was so much, it was like such an ease to like bounce off of them. Um, And you did Snowpiercer as well, right? And I did Snowpiercer as well. So that was right before Portugal. I actually did two days of reshoots on like a Monday, Tuesday, flew out on the Wednesday to do Colorado Space and was like in horseback ridings at like the the next day, horseback riding lessons like the next day. So that was like all very quick. Um, But yeah, I did Snowpiercer as well. And then I did Tall the Boys um, two and three right after Chad kind of the same time slash right after yeah <laughs> got it and did that take you up to to covid that basically so we wrapped to all the boys always and forever um end of august beginning of september and then i did i was doing like film festival stuff and that was like very cool um to stuff you created no like oh. for, for Colorado space and stuff I'm like trying to think I'm like what what has happened in the last year I'm like yeah. having to think think about it um and then I was in Atlanta um before the pandemic hit and I was uh working on a Quibi show which unfortunately um we did 10 days of prep and we didn't get to film anything so I'm not sure where that where that because went. because the network went down yeah exactly so wow they were really going forward all the way to the end that's crazy yeah, yeah, we flew, we all flew home the day that we were supposed to start filming. It was like March 14th or something, so. Oh, right and that, was, that was the next that. day when it, when the world yeah, shut down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and now I'm, I'm on a show now, which I can't say what it is, but I'm having the best time working on it. It's such a fun character. She's very different from anyone I've ever played, and I wish I could could say more because it's a, it's a really good time. It's a really good show. <laughs> That's amazing. And it, did that take, you know, obviously we had that summer where nothing was going on, but in the fall of 2020, things started to pick up again. Is that, did that keep you busy during, you know? Uh, no, I just, I started filming it uh, beginning of March. So I okay. kind of had 
from March to March was kind of, I wasn't actually um, filming on anything. I had a couple of things kind of come up and I was getting attached to, but again, weren't kind of getting made because of COVID. Um, so yeah. So how, 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 you know, that's usually one of the questions I ask at the end, but since we're here, you know, talk to me about you dealing with that, you know, how did you, what kept you inspired during, during that time? You know, yeah. I mean, I think, for me, uh, keeping me inspired is always like learning something new. And I know a lot of people picked up cooking. That was really big. I wanted to try some more horseback riding. So I did that for a little bit. But in terms of like acting, like watching, watching great movies off of my watch list all the time. My friends and I just recently, um, where we started this like pseudo kind of act, acting class. Um, so we're working on a scene from a play right now. We had a rehearsal yesterday. We're rehearsing it tomorrow. We're doing it Thursday. So we are like inspiring each other and keeping keeping ourselves, you know, occupied and, and, and still acting. And I love, I, I've never really stopped like take what well, not taking acting classes, but I, I work with a coach now and then. So we do sessions, whether it's for an audition every so often, or just a session to like do sensory work and, or work on something. Um, a and Canadian that, coach or American? No, she's from New York. Um, yeah, she's from New York, Pamela Scott. She's oh, amazing. Okay, I haven't heard of her. I work with a guy, uh, yeah, Ted Slaberski. Teaches at T. Shriver and she's taught all over the place. And I actually met her through this like artist's community thing that I was a member of while I was in New York, full of like playwrights and actors and directors in theater. And she had like joined as I was leaving and I had looked her up and I was like, I'm so, I love what she teaches. So I like connected with her via Skype. So no foreigner to like, the online thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, I, 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 and I swear by acting coaches They're, you know, they, they really help so much and that's awesome. Yeah. So then, you know, talk to me, like, obviously you're working on this project now, but what, what else is in store in the future for you? Oh, what else? We'll see. We'll see. Um, like I was saying, I had a couple things that were like floating around and I've, I've had that happen, like actually in that year and a half where like I didn't do anything. I had a couple independent films that never unfortunately came to fruition, but yeah. um, I'm just, I'm staying, staying inspired and listening to like your podcast, honestly. Oh, thanks. I love so sweet. hearing everyone talk about their their, their stories and their journeys and, and just doing an acting thing every day. There's this like Jessica Chastain quote, I'm going to butcher it. Um, but it has something to do with if you do one thing a day that's acting related or, or something like that, you're an actor. Moving it along is, is the, yeah. yeah, just yeah. Always doing something that like you're an actor. Um, yeah. so I'm super excited like to be doing this thing with my friends who are all supremely talented actors and um it's so fun to just like choose a play and like do a scene from it what play are you guys doing we're doing lonesome west oh um, nice so and, yeah and is is writing and directing something that's in your future you think i think it is absolutely um i don't can't say when it's yeah. in my future i mean i've written i have written scenes it doesn't quite count but it does it is something yeah um, then, hey just a chance thing if you're doing one thing you know um, <laughs> but i'd like to write more than a scene i'd like to write a complete uh story um and i would love to direct one day and we'll one day it will happen i'm gonna, it's gonna put it happen. Out in the universe right <laughs> yeah i'll act in it that's amazing yeah and yeah, please so, <laughs> so you know final question for you you know for 
not just, you know, young Canadian actors, but just for any young actor or, you know, any actor, let's open it up a bit, you know, any words of wisdom or advice you would have for them? Ooh. Okay. Um, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again and it's, it's a little bit cheesy. Um, but I really do believe that chance favors those who are prepared. And I think that if you are like patient, you're prepared, you're persistent, that that's really all you can do, you know, not all you can do, but if you do those three things, like chance, you'll be ready when that opportunity comes. And I think that's really helpful. That's amazing. Well, Matt and Arthur, it's been such a pleasure. And, and when this project comes out, you got to come back. I, I would love to. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah. So much love and, and keep crushing it out there and, and to be continued. Yes, to be continued and you stay healthy and safe and enjoy spring. Yeah, same to you. So much love, okay? Okay, thank you. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.